Thank you for listening to the Akuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, learning our purpose, and linking to our community. From wherever you are listening, welcome to the community. We hope you enjoy the message. Hello, Kuo. Now, before we jump into today's message, I just wanted to take a minute to talk with all the educators out there. Now, I know that for a lot of people in our community, school will be starting up this week. Y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to let you know, but I think the summer is almost officially over. Even though it's like 110 every day, it's still pretty much done. So what I wanna to do today is pray a blessing over you. So if you're an educator, that means teacher, tutor, admin, district employer, homeschooling parent, whatever it is, if you work in education, I just want to put your, I want you to put your hands out in front of you and I want to pray a blessing over you. I want you to receive this blessing. Now, if you aren't one of those and you want to join in wherever you're at, you can just kind of raise a hand in the air to also pray along with us uh, today as we put this blessing out there. Okay, let's pray. Jesus, we pray that you're with each and every one of these educators and we ask that you give them a few things for the new year. We pray that you give them wisdom, wisdom to know the right ways to teach and lead their students and deal with parents and all the things that come along with their roles. We pray that you give them peace. Jesus, we pray that no matter how crazy things get this year, that you would give them a peace that goes beyond all understanding. We pray that you would allow them to build real community a community where their fellow educators would be able to lean on one another when things get hard. A community that would not push away or discourage them, but one that would lift them up and carry the heavy stuff when they need help. Above all this, Jesus, we pray that your love would overflow through them. We pray that students, parents, and coworkers would be able to see your love in each and every one of these educators. Jesus, we pray that something amazing would happen in all of their lives. Jesus, we thank you for everything. And we love you. And we pray these things in your name. Amen. We love all of our educators that are here in the Akuo community. So if y'all ever need anything, please reach out to us. And we will do our best to help you out in whatever it is that you need. Okay, let's get into the message here today. Now, if you've hung out with us at all this year, you know that the, the word that God spoke to us to live out this year is ready. So what we are doing is, is trying to live that out in the best way possible. We are doing our best to be ready for what God is showing us to walk through. And all of that has led us to the current sermon series that we are in right now called Healer. Now, in this series, we're taking a look at the miraculous healings that Jesus performed as recorded by his friend and disciple Matthew. Now, as we learn about the ways Jesus healed people, we can take a look at ourselves and see how we have been healed by Jesus in our own lives, how we continue to strive to get healed, or how we are finally realizing that we need healing now. From there, we can turn and show how we have been changed to others in, their, in our lives, because there isn't anything much better to show the world how Jesus works than by showing our own changed lives. 
So that's the overview for the sermon series. But as I studied through the text about it uh, uh, this week, it got me thinking uh, about something in particular, cheeseburgers. Now, to be fair, cheeseburgers are never too far out of my mind. But this time, I really got to thinking about them, specifically how they're advertised. For instance, here's what a double-double looks like at California's favorite In-N-Out. Now, that looks like a pretty solid cheeseburger in the ad. But in real life, it looks more like this. Everything gets a little messy, meat's a little off, the veggies are like bursting from the bottom. Doesn't look great. Y'all, what a burger would never. But it's not just the cheeseburgers, right? You can actually see here with the Subway sandwich, it looks pretty nice here, right? Like you see how nicely folded that meat is and, and just how perfect everything looks, right? It look, looks great, but in person, ugh, not, not quite as much. And just to make sure we're not just picking on sandwiches, let's look, take a look at everybody's favorite Mexican-ish, maybe Mexican-adjacent restaurant, Taco Bell. It looks like they have a tasty quesadilla wrapped around a crispy taco cell. Then you get the real-life version, just not good, guys. Not good at all. Now, how many of you have been duped by something like this? You see the ads, so you know what you want for lunch. You walk in to see all the pictures that they have up all around the store, right? You order hoping that you're going to get the featured product in the way that it was shown to you. And when it comes out, it's like nothing you thought you were going to get, right? It looks like the thing that you ordered got into a fight before it got to you. It's all busted up. Now, I'm sure it tastes okay, but it doesn't live up to the expectations. Now, if it did live up to the expectations, though, how would that change your demeanor? Do you think that ability to trust would spill into other things? Probably not. Not for a cheeseburger. But the real question is, what is there out there that will actually live up to the hype? I mean, hopefully Wimby, right? Like, Lord, please let Wimby be great. Uh, but even with him, there's a very realistic path where we can see things not working out with him. So I'll ask again, what is there out there that will actually live up to the hype? Well, we see Jesus deal with something like this in uh, what we're going to be reading through today. Now, if you remember last week, we read about how Jesus healed the man that had leprosy. How this guy was someone on the outside, right? Someone that wasn't loved. Someone that was over there while the rest of society was over here. And Jesus not only healed him of his disease, but he showed the man love and compassion in a way that he probably wasn't shown before. So after Jesus leaves, that scene is where we will find him in this next section. Let's take a look at how Matthew recorded When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman centurion came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. All right, y'all, let me, let me give you some context on, on what it is that's going on here. First off, a, a centurion was a Roman officer that controlled a squad of uh, 100 men, right? Centuri, century, 100. Uh, they were a major part of the military strength of the Roman Empire, right? Like some people called them the backbone of that Roman army. And what I always find interesting is that every reference to a centurion in the New Testament is a positive one. These centurions were, according to the authors of the New Testament, fair-minded men whom the Jews actually respected, right? These Jewish people thought highly of them. So this highly regarded man 
has a concern to share with Jesus, that his servant, which in Greek is really like a young servant boy, this boy was in bed paralyzed and in pain. And this centurion's like, you got to help him. As you can see, for this man to ask Jesus for his help, that probably means a lot. It, it means that this centurion, someone that had access to help through his position, uh, needs some help. It shows that he was out of options. So he went to Jesus. And what I appreciate about Jesus here is that the centurion doesn't even ask. He doesn't ask, can you come help him? He just says, hey, he's sick. And Jesus is like, yeah, sure. I'll go over there to heal him. I got this. Jesus is like ready to roll out and help this kid. Jesus sees where the man is at. He understands the way that this man cares for his servant. So Jesus is happy to go and help. Now, what we have to remember when we are reading through this interaction is where the centurion is coming from, though. Now, even though he has a great title, he holds power and prestige, and centurions are always mentioned in a good light in the New Testament, he is still a Gentile. He is not Jewish. And according to the Jewish law, associating with or spending time in the home of a Gentile would make a Jewish person ceremonial, uh, ceremonially unclean. A Jewish person would have to go to a cleaning, cleansing ceremony to get himself back to clean again. So Jesus' simple response was very meaningful. It was unthinkable for a Jewish uh, teacher to enter a Gentile's home, especially somebody as, as famous as Jesus. Jesus had already touched the man with leprosy, so he's basically like, no, 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 I'm, I understand how this is, and I'm going to be replacing some laws of the Mosaic Code. So the fact that Jesus' response to go to the centurion's house before he even asks makes this gesture mean so much more. And like last week with the person suffering from leprosy, this centurion is an outsider of the Jewish culture, really had been considered an outsider to God up to that point. He wasn't allowed to participate in church with them. He wasn't even allowed to like have some of his bros that, that were happened to be Jewish over for a barbecue. So with this great show of love and compassion on the table, the centurion goes to respond. But the centurion replies in a way that you might not necessarily expect. Here's what he says. But the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I'm under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. Now being around the Jewish culture, this centurion gets it. He doesn't want to put Jesus out. Also, he heard about Jesus before he even got there. That's why he's there. He knows what he is capable of. The centurion understands what Jesus can do. He knows the hype. He's seen the ads about Jesus, looked at the pictures that were perfectly, you know, Jesus with the, with the rock star haircut. Like us with the burgers, he has an expectation. The centurion saw the authority that Jesus operated with, and he actually understood it well. The centurion commanded men, and the men obeyed. Now, quick aside, Roman soldiers were actually known for incredible discipline and fantastic obedience. Like, they were known for that. So he gets that. The centurion recognized that Jesus could command anything in creation, and it would obey. He knew that he could get soldiers under his authority to do things by simply saying a word, and he saw how Jesus commanded everything. So he knew that all Jesus would have to do is speak it, and it would be done. He didn't have to be there and put a hand on it. All he had to do was say the word. 
He probably did not understand the full identity of Jesus, but he recognized God's power working through him. He knew that Jesus would live up to the expectations that he had for him. And Jesus is the one thing that will live up to the expectations. Now let's see how Jesus responds to the centurion. Matthew wrote, When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, go back home, because you believed it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. Y'all, this is such a fun section for me to read through. It's, it all starts with Jesus' reaction here. The Greek word translated to amaze, right? He is amazed, is used multiple times throughout the account of Jesus' life as written by Matthew, but it's usually a person seeing Jesus do something that is amazed. And here's why Jesus acted in a way that could be called a maze. Jesus had been looking for genuine faith throughout his entire ministry, and he finally found it. But it wasn't with a holy man or a rabbi or a Pharisee or a worship leader or a pastor. He found it in the heart of a Gentile, in someone that would be considered unclean, someone considered unworthy or being in a relationship or proximity with Jesus fully grasped the importance of this in this exact moment, right? So Jesus turned to the crowd. He turned to all the Jewish people that had been following him. And Jesus says, I tell you the truth, which if you ever read Jesus and what he's saying, if he ever says this, whatever comes next is super important. It's the equivalent to him saying, y'all, this is the most important thing I got to tell you right now. Please look at me. Please listen. So Jesus says, I tell you the truth, and then breaks them down. He's all the people in Israel. Your faith doesn't measure up. This bro has better faith than anyone in the entire nation, and it's a Roman centurion, a Gentile. This man, this Gentile, which was basically an insult back then, this guy had better faith. He had a better understanding of the authority of Jesus than anyone in the nation of Israel. Not only that, but he won't be the only one like this that will have faith like this. Jesus is like, he's not going to be the last one. He's going to have cousins that get it. There will be friends of his that will jump on board with this understanding of who Jesus is. Then one day there will be a silly group of people that talk about listening all the time, that meet in a pavilion in the heat of Texas, that will get my authority better than you, all Gentiles. And then he goes, I'll tell you this. I guarantee you that Jewish people listening to Jesus in this moment, the idea that Gentiles would be even let into the kingdom, let alone take their place, was unimaginable to the average Jewish person. The greatness of the centurion's faith was because he understood the stories he heard about Jesus. He heard all the hype and he believed it. The centurion believed in Jesus' relationship to God. The centurion believed that Jesus would be what everyone said he was, God on earth. Now, Jesus did not grant his request because the centurion had great faith or uh, because of the amount of faith that he had. He did so in harmony with what the centurion expected. 
Jesus did for him what he expected Jesus would do for him. I want to stop right there because this could be the place where I've heard people preach, so if you just have faith in Jesus, he will do all the healing of whatever crazy situation you're in. You just got to have more faith. Now, when that happens, it turns into the thing where you have to have the faith to make it happen. It's on your shoulders. And in reality, that's not how it works at all. Your faith, your trying and effort and piousness is not what heals people. It's the power of the Holy Spirit through Jesus. That is what heals. So with the centurion, it was not the faith alone that healed the servant, but the fact that the centurion's faith was placed in someone worthy, in someone that lived up to the expectations, Jesus, the Messiah. So in your life, I want to encourage you to place your faith in someone worthy, someone that will be what you pictured him to be. Probably won't be the universe. Definitely won't be tarot cards or a psychic. It'll be Jesus. Now, when you go before Jesus, you have a real opportunity to see him heal something or someone. And at the very least, you have him on your side to love you and grieve with you while you're going through your tough situation. And at the end of the day, that's honestly the best thing that we can get. And for some of us, the first step towards that healing, towards that relationship with Jesus is believing. Believing in his authority and his abilities. We saw it with the Roman centurion. There wasn't a, a ceremony that he went through, right? Or a religious hoop that he had to jump through to see someone healed. It was simple faith. A simple understanding of who Jesus was. And for us, we just need to simply believe. It's not about behavior or holiness, just believing. So if you want to declare or redeclare that belief today, I can help you do that. You just have to go through a conversation between you and Jesus that we would call prayer. Then I'll help you out during this time. I'm going to ask all of the Akuo community to pray along with you. Because here at Akuo Church, no one ever has to pray alone. You always have a community praying along with you. So if you want to declare your faith in Jesus today, just say something like this between you and him. Just say, Jesus... I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Now, I want to give you all a moment to listen. To listen to God. I want you to have some time to listen to what God is saying in your life. So let's take a moment to ask God a question and listen for an answer. Let's make ourselves available to him right now. Let's just imagine right now that Jesus is sitting in front of us and let's ask him a question and then we'll wait for the answer. Now, if you don't get anything that's okay, I just, I wanna encourage you to keep going back. You might get an inkling or a picture or an understanding of what is right in this moment. And maybe you won't, it's okay, just keep going. So for our listening moment today, I want you to ask Jesus this. Just ask him, Jesus, how can my faith in you grow? We'll take a few minutes to ask and listen, and then I'll come back to finish in prayer.
Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your love and your grace. Jesus, thank you for today. We are grateful for the way that you continue to speak to us all. Jesus, right now we ask you that you show yourselves to us. Jesus, please give us something in our lives that will strengthen our faith in you. Jesus, will you please show us something that will help us understand your authority over this world better than we have ever understood before. Jesus, will you heal us? Will you make us better? Will you make our friends better? Will you make our family better? Jesus, will you please just say the word? Thank you. Thank you for the way that you're going to move in our lives, Jesus. We love you. And we pray all these things in your holy and mighty and wonderful name, Jesus. Amen. All right, before we go, let me share a few things on what we have going on here at Akuo. Now we will have our community groups kicking off in September, but before we get there, we need some folks to kind of help lead these groups. Now leading your group can sound like it's a lot, but here's the deal. We want you to be leading what you love. That could be anything. That could be watching football, going for runs, watching movies, Mario Kart, baking, whatever. We want you to do it. This could be a part of you discovering your purpose. And in this, we will help you lead what you love. We want to support you and give you leadership through this. Now, to help you out with this, group leader training is today and next Sunday. So we, if you want to go to one, we want you to pick one. You don't have to go to both. We just want you to pick one. Now, this meeting is not a commitment to start a group. This could be just a meeting if you're curious in being a group leader. Now, if you are interested in attending one of these groups, you can scan the QR code on the screen that you see right now. Now, the last thing I want to mention is the way that we are generous here at Akuo Church. You know, part of the nature of Jesus, part of, of being ready with Jesus is, is being generous. And I want you to know that here at Akuo, as individuals and as an organization, we definitely practice that. So if you do give here at Akuo, I want you to know that you aren't giving to Akuo, but you're giving to your community through Akuo. Just last week alone, we were able to help out three different families with their rent. Uh, we continue to help out our friends at the Sorrento. We are, are being as generous as possible. We're praying for new ways for us to be generous. Now, if you're in a position where you can't uh, uh, give right now, you, you just, you're having a lot of trouble, you need help, please reach out to us and let us know. We understand that this is a tough time for you and your family, but here's the deal. This is what the church exists for. This is what we're around for, is to help out the people that are in our community, to be linked to them during their tough time. So we want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, please let us know. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church and click on the contact us link. You can also send an email to us at help at akuo.church or you can call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing and able to give here at Akuo Church, the way that you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. And we also have our text to give option for that. All you have to do is text AKUO, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to give to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our PO box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. 
For that, all you have to do is mail it to Akuo at P.O. Box 100, 125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, y'all, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know that I love and appreciate all of you so much, like I really, truly, honestly do. And uh, I will be praying for you, and our Akuo team will be praying for you throughout the week. Now, before we go, let me just pray over you one last time. So, uh, Jesus, I ask that as people turn off their TVs and uh, put away their, their phones and their tablets and, and whatever it is that they're listening to us on, I pray that you would be with them, that you'd continue to be with them. I pray that you would show them the things in their lives that would give them further faith, which would make them lean on you more, which would allow them to see more miraculous things happening in their lives through you, Jesus. Jesus, we, I pray that they would receive the healing that they need. And I pray that that healing would flow from them and into other people around them. And that they'd be able to help guide people towards you to get that healing, Lord. Jesus, we just thank you so much for everything. We love you. We love you. We love you. And we pray all these things in your name. Amen. All right, y'all, that's all that we have for you this week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.